let's say for like an Ironman time, they might they might actually drop their um, their pace per hundred by ten seconds or more, ten or fifteen seconds per hundred. That triathlon show episode forty six. Hello, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. As always, I'm your host, Michael, and today's episode is about a tool that can be used by either time-crunched or pool-restricted athletes or just performance-driven athletes in general that want to give their swim training a new dimension and take it up a notch. So my guest today is Rob Sleemaker, who is the founder of Vasa, which is a company that pioneered the market for swim training benches and changed dryland swim training forever, way back when in the 80s, when Rob first invented the Vasa swim trainer. So Vasa trainers, that's actually not the official product name, but they are commonly called Vasa trainers. They have a couple of different versions. They've been used by, for example, the U.S. Olympic swimming squads for all the Olympics since 1996 in Atlanta. And uh, they are now and have been for many years already uh, making making headway into triathletes training regimes as well. So this is uh, an exciting one. We talk a bit about how, for example, the Swim Erg, which is a training bench with a power meter, allows you to train in precise power zones just like you would in cycling and how this uh, allows you to improve your fitness at a rapid rate. And another important benefit is that um, it may actually be easier to improve your technique and learn exact movement patterns for swimming in the dry comfort of your living room on a Vasa trainer compared to especially maybe if you are finding it a bit intimidating to get into the pool if you're a complete beginner getting somebody to in that case maybe getting somebody to actually show you the exact movement patterns on the bench would be beneficial and of course as mentioned already time crunched and pool restricted triathletes all over the world are are really using the vasa trainers to uh, not only get them through the swim part even though they maybe can't get to the pool to train but they can train at home and do it very quickly but actually, some of them are getting through really fast on just dryland training, which I find, find pretty amazing. But that's it for this intro. Let's dive right into the interview. All right, today's interviewee on that triathlon show is Rob Sleemaker of uh, Vasa. Rob, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Really good, really good. I've had a busy day with uh, trying to prepare my apartment for uh, being sold and uh, then onboarding a couple of coaching clients. So that was really good. I just got done with that and on top of all my training. So it's been super busy, but uh, now I'll top it off with another great, exciting interview. So uh, why don't you tell me and the listeners about Vasa and what it is that you do? What is your main product line? Yeah, thanks. Well, it's a pleasure to, to do this with you and, and you know, to meet you this way and using all the, the modern technology to be able to do this interview because you know, here we are in Vermont, USA, and 
you're in Finland and it's amazing to me that, that you can make this happen. Um, so anyway, Vasa is, uh, we, it's a company, we make uh, sports specific exercise equipment that uh, really helps people to become stronger and better and faster in in particular swimming sports, but we also have a line of ergometers for paddling sports like kayaking and stand-up paddling, etc. Et but our main focus has always been on help uh, helping people use our products to improve their swimming and the uh, we make a couple of products right now. The Vasa Swim Trainer or Vasa Trainer, as it's known, is more of a strength training piece of equipment that's been around since um, 1990, really. And it, it works by um, pulling your body weight. Uh, you lay down on a on a bench, padded bench that rolls along a monorail, and you pull your body weight up and and then lower back down this monorail. So for swimming, you do uh, the specific swim stroke movement. And then with that same piece of equipment, people can do uh, a multitude of exercises that are sports specific as well as general functional fitness exercises. You can do like, you know, over a hundred different exercises. Uh, so that's really great for, and then the, we, we make the swim ergometer, which is basically, think of it like a rowing machine for swimming. And it has, uh, again, the same monorail and padded bench that rolls along the incline. But when people uh, lay down and start doing the swimming motion, they're pulling on swim paddles that pull a drive cord on each side, right and left side, which makes a flywheel go around, a fan air resistance flywheel. And we also have some very, the ergometer has very precise uh, measurement of power and other metrics so you can look at this display power meter to see whether your right and left side are in balance or out of balance and that becomes especially critical when fatigue starts to set in so with basically with both of our um, swim trainer products the Vasa trainer and the Vasa swimmer people can do um, they can get better at swimming. They can do their swim training. They can recover from injury when they can't get into the water or if they can't get to a pool or can't get to open water because of, you know, weather or lack of access or just time crunched, then people can really get their swim training done. If you think a good analogy is, you know, many of the triathletes you talk with probably use um, an indoor bike trainer or treadmills. So I hope they do because otherwise they're missing out. Yeah. Well, unless they can get outdoors in the winter, then maybe they can do some cross-country skiing or things. But the the point being that the Vasa Swim Erg and the and also the trainer, they allow people to get it done indoors. And you get you get very specific swim training uh indoors. The the swim erg is gives you the feedback, the, the, the very precise electronic feedback, whereas the trainer is more basic than that. So, It's uh, one point I want to clarify here. Is the Vasa trainer and the swim erg, are they essentially the same in the movements that you do, but the swim erg has the power meter? Or was there some difference in the movements that you make as well? 
Yeah, it's a very good question. So with the trainer, the if you think of the stroke that from entry to the water and pulling all the way through the stroke, that part is the same on both machines. But on the trainer, when you pull all the way through, now your body weight has come up the incline of, of this monorail. Like a, it, the the monorail can you can change the angle of it for resistance. So now you've got to be able to lower yourself back down and then do the next stroke. Like think of it like a pull up in that way. You have to pull yourself up and then you have to lower yourself lower yourself back down. The tra- the ergometer is different because the right and left arm is independent and when you pull on the drive cord it makes the fan wheel go around so your body doesn't go up and down the incline so much and it's not dependent on that. Got it. So the, the trainer is like the doggy pedal drill, as it's called, uh, I, w- I would say then. Uh, not exactly a doggy pedal, but ba- think of it like doing um, a lot. Most people use it. They do like a two-arm butterfly kind of stroke, which really does benefit freestyle, you know, as far as a conditioning point of view. I mean, you can do freestyle on the trainer with our – we have a pulley cable system that allows you to do alternating arms, but – it it does not feel the same as doing the ergometer, which is a when you pull when you pull a fan wheel um, or air resistance, it's very very similar feeling to pulling through water in terms of the resistance. Mm. Yeah, and uh, so you all already mentioned some of the uh, benefits that that triathletes can get from it, and uh, but why don't we dig a little bit deeper into it? Is is this just for people who are really short on time, or is there some benefit in maybe even combining this with regular pool swimming and having this as a dedicated session in your yeah. training program? All of the above, uh, Mikael. It's all of the above. They, it really depends on the person's um, ability, their availability to for in terms of time or to a pool, and sometimes just preference. So I'll give you some examples. An age group triathlete who is really time crunched and, you know, maybe just it's very difficult for them to do consistent swimming, which is very important. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute, but about the importance of consistent training, swim training. But if they're not able to get the consistent swim training in, then this is a a tool that they can use in in their home or at their fitness club that allows them to get a very high quality swim specific workout in a short period of time. Because especially like the swimmer gets, um, if people are familiar with the expression pulling where you swim with a pool buoy between your legs, that's essentially what the swimmer is doing because you're not really kicking with it. It's really all about the upper body stroke, which is most of open water swimming anyway. You don't, they don't kick much in open water except for balance in the, balance in the water you don't most people don't kick for propulsion very much um so you have that it's basically it's a substitute for them getting a a a workout in a pool or open water and then you've got the elite level we i mean many many in the u.s many elite level swimmers competitive pool swimmers train with our equipment because they want to be able to have greater um, the, the, a greater ability to to deliver power in the right uh, range of motion and in, in the correct t- 
technique. So, you know, a lot of swim programs and swim coaches over here have, you know, multiple Vasa trainers and swimmers as part of their overall dry land training. Uh, sometimes they have situations where a swimmer is injured, maybe a cut on their foot or their leg or a knee problem or whatever, and they can't go in the water. So they can stay fit for swimming by using our products, by using the Vasa products, um, and it works. They work really well. So it's think of it like a full range of of different types of athletes and the needs that they have, and even coaches. You know, even swimmer, swim coaches, and traveling coaches, they'll get athletes on our equipment and work with them to teach them the correct stroke path and say, okay, now go in the water and do what we just did on the Vasa. That's what we want you to do, because when you're on land. You, it's really easy to see if someone is using the correct technique. Uh, you know, maybe they're bending too much at the wrist. And, you know, I like to say keep your fingertips to elbow crease as one straight line or like a blade, like a kayak blade or a canoe blade. Keep that straight. A lot of people bend at the wrist and a lot of people cross over their midline, like with an S-shaped pull. And they shouldn't do that. But... When, you're, when they're doing a swim workout on the ERG or the Vasa trainer, you can see it. And you can't see it in the water very well, but you can really see their flaws when they're on land like that. And have you found that this uh, technical training aspect of the Vasa and the ERG, that they translate well when, when you get the athlete back into, into the pool? Absolutely. It's really interesting you, ask, you, you mentioned that and asked that question because Some people who are skeptical or whatever, they think, oh, okay, well, I'm going to get one of these or I'm going to train on a, a Vasa swimmer and I'll try to swim on it like I do in the water. And after a few weeks, what happens is they get back in the water and they say, I need to swim in the water like I do on the Vasa <laughs> because the, the framework of, the, of our machines really reinforces using a proper stroke path, not, not crossing midline, you know, reaching, sort of piercing the water and, you know, reaching down and getting in, getting to a high elbow catch position quickly and then pulling back, you know, sort of straight back parallel to the monorail. And when you do that and you do that and then engage your, your, your core rotator muscles at the same time, it really, it's, it really reinforces proper form. And then people get in the water and go, wow, If I do that in the water, I'm so much more powerful and so much more efficient. So that's what happens. Is there, can you, can you just in broad brush strokes, uh, give an overview of what uh, the distribution of technical benefits that you can get versus power and fitness benefits uh, you can get from the VASA and the ERG are for, for athletes in, uh, on average? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on triathletes for a minute because they many triathletes, um, they're adult learned swimmers, or maybe they swim recreationally as kids, but they never really refine their stroke technique. Um, if they swim on a competitive swim team, they probably have pretty good technique. So I, I don't want to talk about that. But In general, a lot of um, adult-learned swimmers don't understand the concept of being able to access the large muscles in the in the back, the the lats, and also they don't they also don't understand the need to coordinate the strong muscles of the 
of the torso, of your abs and your lower back, that do two things. If you can coordinate those with stabilizing yourself in the water so you can get more energy into the pulling arm, that's going to help propulsion. And then the other part of that is is coordinating right at the high elbow catch, driving the opposite hip toward the bottom of the pool or the bottom of the lake or whatever. Then now you're now you're gaining some more power from that those big torso muscles and and delivering that power into the pulling arm. And that's a that's a really tough thing for people to understand. The other aspect that happens a lot is adult learned swimmers doing freestyle and triathletes especially they do what we call a mono speed or a single speed when they pull so they'll hand will enter the water even if they've got a real pretty technique and they get into a high elbow catch position at the catch they fail to accelerate the the arm they just keep the same mono speed all the way through from entry to exit. And the problem with that is if you don't, when, when, when a swimmer gets to that high elbow catch position, they need to think about really crushing, like just like you crush the pedal. You know, when, you, when you're doing a downstroke on your pedal, you really want to crush the pedal and, and carry that momentum all the way through the pedal stroke. Well, in swimming... You get to a get to a high elbow catch position and then really crush pulling backwards because that way you're accessing the big muscles of the lats and the back and the big muscles of the torso to give you propulsion. So it's a concept that's hard for people to understand, but you get to that high elbow catch position, really accelerate the blade as you pull backwards. Yeah, and I can imagine it being being a great tool because I mean, not only knowing what you said about how to how to engage all those muscle groups, but actually executing it is is a different thing entirely, and that's that's not easy. But if you are forced to do it because it's uh, just the way that uh, the product is designed, then uh, that is bound to help you in in some way get uh, get a better execu- execution of of those movement patterns. Yeah, well, and interesting enough on the swimmer. Um because of the power meter and because of the ability to look at the right and left side power. Um, so that concept I just described of accelerating the blade, I, I call it accelerating the blade or the hand speed as they, as they pull back. Um, the power numbers can, can tell the story because in fact, I'll tell a great, a great story about an Olympic, an American Olympian who his coach started had him start doing swimmer workouts and he noticed like wow you know this guy's upper body power is not very high so what's going on how is he able to swim as fast as he's swimming and this particular athlete had been a high school swimmer and he's more a stronger runner and biker but he had decent technique well anyway the coach did an analysis he said let's get this guy in the water and do a video recording so they had him go in the pool set up the video and they said we're going to do a time trial for speed you're going to go as fast as you can like at race pace for this distance and we're going to video record you well here's what they discovered he was kicking like a madman really kicking and that was how he swam because he had to compensate for a weak upper body and also he wasn't really catching the water at the right place to use his lats so as soon as the 
coach figured this out. He, he used the swimmer as a diagnostic tool in this regard. And he said, we got to lift this guy's upper body power and get him to kick a little bit less when he's racing because they needed him to save his legs for the, you know, for the final 400 meters of the run. <laughs> and he was, yeah. he was wasting his legs on the swim. So they were able to figure this out. And um, that's just one example of how you can do that. Now, the other thing I, about the power meter shows if someone is not doing that hand acceleration at the catch, the power numbers will be low. But as soon as they learn this concept and they really start to access their lats and accelerate, the power numbers will jump 10, 15, maybe 20 watts on average. Hmm. And that's that's like what the, that's what this athlete should that's what every athlete should aspire to do is to raise their ability to sustain a higher um, power output for the duration of the interval or the time trial or you know just whatever the workout is that they're doing on the swimmer, and that really translates over to the water because if they're putting it all together technique wise, but they're they've also been conditioning the swimming specific muscles to be able to sustain a higher power output, then they may not like in a race situation, they might not finish the distance a lot faster, but what typically happens is they finish that triathlon swim spending a lot less energy than they did before because they're, they're using the big muscles of the lats rather than the small muscles of the arms and shoulders. They, and they um, are swimming more efficiently and, and not kicking as much. And so they're going to just spend less energy, hopefully swim it faster, but definitely save more energy for the bike and the run. Yeah, and another thing on, on those power numbers, as a coach, I, uh, I can imagine that it would be so useful to be able to prescribe like you do bike workouts in terms of power and at a certain percentage of your functional threshold for example you can i'm sure you have tests that you have developed that that you can use to develop some sort of similar metric in swimming for the for the swim erg and and having that be the the metric for a certain uh, prescribed workout for for the athlete and that will be be something that is more controlled because in the pool especially newer or even intermediate swimmers have a hard time really pushing themselves a lot i uh, i realized in in the pool the same way that they can do on the bike and the run it's just because it's such a foreign environment to them so so they don't really get to those intensities i feel like they could do if it was a hard run or a hard bike they, it's it's difficult to push yourself mentally to to really get get dig deep and and go to the well so to say well that's exactly right and there's a couple of things that that create that situation in the water, especially if they're an adult learned swimmer and they're not used to, you know, using an efficient technique to go really fast. And one of one of the factors is as people get more fatigued, they the, the technique starts to fall apart more. And then that just begets less efficiency and then they're working harder to go the same distance. So one of the one of the things that keeps happening, or I get, it keeps being reported by people using the swimmer as part of their training, is they're able to they're able to see um, both in terms of what their physical technique is doing, but also the power numbers 
when fatigue starts to hit, what's going on with their form? And you'll see that the, 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 the less skilled swimmers, when they reach a fatigued state on the swimmer, then they, they will start to drop their elbow a little bit or they'll, they'll they, but because they can see what's happening, it's that, it's, it's that instant biofeedback. So they can, you know, unless they're not paying attention, they can really make those corrections and say, oh, oh, my power number's dropping off. Oh yeah, my, my elbow's dropping. I better get back on top of that. You know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's an, the analogy is like if I'm riding my bike and all of a sudden I notice that I'm drifting off to the side and I'm about to go off the road. Well, you would make a correction, right? But in the water, it's very difficult to see what's happening to your form once fatigue sets in. So you could go off the road. I mean, I'm using that as an analogy, but you can, you know, the technique could start to fall apart, but they're still moving in the pool or in the water. It's just that it's, it's a lot less efficient and not as fast. And the erg can help, training on the erg can help correct all of that. Mm. So you mentioned that uh, one of the main benefits might be not in how much faster you go in races, but in uh, preserving energy for the bike and run. But I'm sure that you have some example of of improvements that athletes have made using using the swimmer or the Vasa trainer. And and keep this short, but uh, can you give us some example of, of what kind of improvements you can see using those products? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm just going to tap my memory here a little bit, but I mean, we, we do get reports, um, from customers who are training on the swimmer again. Um, you know, they, let's say for like an Ironman time, they might, they might actually drop their, um, their pace per hundred by 10 seconds or more, 10 or 15 seconds per hundred, hundred, a hundred meters. So that adds up in a race that's a lot it's a lot that's a lot yeah and we we hear those reports on a regular basis we we get that kind of report um on a half ironman you know similar kind of improvements um but you know i think the thing that i'm noticing that means a lot more to me i mean i i'm glad when people are swimming faster and more efficiently and all of that stuff but i think the reports that customers give that mean the most to me as the owner of the company and the creator of these products is that they if you work backwards from the start of a race right you're you're ready to jump in the water at the start of a race how how confident are you feeling how prepared are you feeling and if you work backwards through your the weeks of training that you've been doing and you ask well how was my swim training was I consistent? Was I getting good quality swim training? Have I have I done some benchmark swims acro- along the way to see that I'm actually swimming a little bit faster and more efficient? I have, my confidence is higher, or am I showing up? You know, think of it like in back in school. Did I study for the test or did I not study for the test? How am I feeling before this t- test? And so that's why I encourage people to say. Be realistic about your um, how you're getting your swim training done. And if you're skipping swim workouts, whether it's on one of Avasa Swimmerg or whether it's using tubing or whether it's getting to the pool or the open water with your team or whatever, but if you're not being consistent 
and you're also not getting quality, if you're just kind of going through the motions and not getting quality swim training, then on the day of the test, you're not going to be feeling as confident. And when people do a triathlon swim and they get beat up emotionally or they get beat up physically in the swim, then they start the bike and you've got to, unless they're well-trained mentally, you know, they're going to not feel as confident on the bike and they're not going to feel as confident on the run. And so that's why it's so important, I think, for people to take preparation for the swim seriously because it sets the stage for the rest of your day. And, you know, my goal is that people doing a triathlon, that they end up, not only do they set their personal records and all of that stuff, but they end up finishing that event feeling joyous and feeling um, really good about themselves, that they, that they prepared and that they had a great time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, speaking about this preparation, then just trying to give a really brief example, because we're running short of time here, but of a workout that you could do and, and how you set up workouts essentially on, on the Vasa or the Swimmerg. So what, what would a basic staple workout for a, a, your average age group look like? Right, right. So I think the, I think the best way I can answer that is, uh, you know, if most people are following a training pl- program, I hope, um, they can really easily translate almost any swim workout, you know, the swim sets that, that are on their program. And think of it like intervals. Um, it's similar to cycling too. You know, you can do an interval workout or you can do a low intensity distance workout or, um, a long distance, you know, workout, or you could do a time trial, like a race paced time trial. And the one thing I would say about the difference between swimming in the water and swimming on a Vasa swimmer is that on the erg, the, you want to think of it very similar to doing a, a, a swim in the water with a pool buoy. You're not kicking. On the erg, you don't. You're not kicking. You're just pulling. So it's that kind of a workout, which means that the the power meter times for any given distance are going to be pretty similar to your time in the water if you were only pulling, not kicking, just pulling in open water. So like, there's no push off the wall. There's no um, kicking. So the the pace per hundred on the swimmer is going to be very similar to your pace per hundred when you're pulling in open water, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, so if you, if, uh, let's say that your threshold pace, uh, pulling would be 145 per 100 and you have a workout on your program that is 15 by 115 second recoveries, then you would just do, do one 45 minute or one minute 45 second intervals on on the swimmer and with 15 minutes uh, recovery in between and uh yeah, 15 and seconds some... 15 seconds yeah, recovery yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so, something like that and and there again you, you would probably just want to do it for the time and not not worry if you're looking at the power meter on the erg you would go for the 145 at that intensity um with the 15 second rest but don't look at the the meters that you've um the, the meters that are displaying on the power meter are not going to be the same meters that you might have in the water yeah yeah it's like bike training yeah usually usually we train by by time intervals anyway exactly very similar to using a bike trainer yeah so uh how can you get get a vasa trainer yourself or a swimmer or or 
get to train on one? Sure. Well, if someone wants to purchase one um, or clubs want to get them, the, the best thing to do is go to our website, which is vasatrainer.com. That's V as in Victor, A-S-A-T-R-A-I-N-E-R.com. Or and then they can find out if there's a dealer in their country um, or they can buy directly from our company here in the USA. And we, we ship worldwide. Um, the Swimmerg is currently selling for just under $2,000 US. And the trainer sells for $950 US plus the freight, the shipping, whatever, to, to get it wherever you are. Um, they can also go either to our website or even contact our customer service to find out if there's one in their area or not just one, but, you know, maybe multiple machines in their area. Just depends on where they are. Yeah. Okay, great. And we'll have all those links on the show notes. I'm just doing the math here, here real quick. If it takes me, let's say, one hour to commute to and from the swimming pool, uh, plus uh, changing and uh, and showering and stuff, uh, well, obviously I need to shower anyway, but uh, commuting and, and changing, then uh, how many hours would I need to do? And uh, assuming I have some sort of value on my hourly rate or so to, to make it worth the purchase. And it's not too many, to be honest. You you get your your money's worth back pretty quickly. Yeah, you really so, do. Yeah, and, and if you factor in, you know, obviously people's time is, is worth so much to them. But then, you know, the obvious of the expense of, of uh, being a member at a club, uh, the transportation cost, uh, all of those things, you know, go in. And I, I, I think I sent a link, or maybe I sent a little note to you about. Um, I think there's a coach here. There's a coach here in the U.S. named Patrick McCran from, uh, you know, he's a, a triathlon coach, and he made a really interesting point. It said it would be like, you know, sometimes when you have to commute to to do your swim, um, it, it, it's almost like saying to your friend, "Okay, let's meet to go for a run." And then you meet at a certain time, but then you have to stand there for 45 minutes before you start your run. So you waste that whole time um, commuting to go swimming or changing to go swimming. Whereas when you've got a, when you have a Vasa swimmer right there, you just get on it and get going <laughs> and you're done. Yeah. You're, you're done, you know, in the length of time that it would take you to get to your pool, just one direction, you've got your swim workout done. Yeah, that, that being said, Rob, I, I have to be honest, I, I don't think that any triathlete that has the option to go to a pool should skip going to the pool at all. But uh, it can be a great to replace one of your two or three swim workouts per week and uh, and get uh, both the training benefits and, and save some time on that on that commute. But yeah. but I wouldn't, as a coach yet, although that being said, I haven't used the the trainer myself. So maybe it's just like magic, but, but at this point, I, I wouldn't... L- like tell anybody to to completely stop doing swim work. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I still think that you train in the water. I agree with you. I, I I agree with you, and I think that you know people are at are somewhere along a spectrum of their their ability to swim, you know, efficiently, and then they've also got the other issues of time. I mean, there's a there's a great story on our blog that about this one doctor in in here in the U.S. who. Um, he ended up because of his schedule and his family and everything, he, and and the pool was closed. He ended up having to use his swimmer almost all the time, and he trained for an Ironman and he did really well. No, he wasn't a competitive swimmer growing up or anything like that, 
but it allowed him to get the work done. And, you know, was it as ideal as being able to go to the pool or open water um, a couple of three times a week? I don't, I don't know. You know, it's really hard to do a scientific study on something like that. But again, what I would encourage people to do is be realistic about your capabilities to get consistent quality swim training in and surround yourself with opportunities to get that in. And if one of those um, solutions is having, uh, you know, a dry land trainer at home, like, like a Vasa swimmer or trainer, um, then you should have that as one of your tools in your toolbox. And just like having the pool or having being part of a master swim club or getting some coaching. All of those things are the tools that allow someone to end up, show up at the race prepared. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, exactly. And I just talked to Chad Timmerman on, uh, on another interview, he's uh, working for or co-founder of Trainer Road, which does software for bike trainers. And I said to him as well that that I don't think that you should do all your training on the trainer, but you can do a lot of it on your on your trainer, and it will be very effective. And uh, yeah, a tool in the toolbox and allowing you to get in consistency. So we have to start to wrap it up here, but I have three rapid fire questions for you, and I want to challenge you to keep this really short. So starting with, what's your favorite book, blog, or read? resource related to triathlon or swimming <laughs> okay um for triathlon i'd have to say slowtwitch.com and right and uh for swimming i refer a lot to uh it's called swimmingworld.com all right We'll have that linked up in the show notes. And my and, and my, my favorite book, it's not really related to either of those sports specifically, but everyone should read The Boys in the Boat. Never heard of that. It's it's about wow. it's about the nineteen thirty-six uh US rowing team, but it's very inspirational. <laughs> mm, okay. What's your favorite piece of gear or equipment excluding any Vasa products? Do you mean f- gear for um Endurance sports, uh, swimming, I would say. Oh, okay, for swimming? Yeah. Uh, I think one of the most useful pieces of gear for triathletes is a front mount snorkel. Yeah, that's a good one. That's an excellent one. And friend of the show, Jerry Rodriguez, is a big, big proponent. And uh, listeners can go back to episode three and have a listen to that. And also, speaking about past guests, uh, Carlin Pipes is... Uh, kind of an ambassador for Vasa, isn't she? Uh, yeah, I mean, she yeah, she worked with us um, to develop some educational videos. And uh, yeah, she's a very good, uh, very effective, um, you know, swim technique guru, as is Jerry Rodriguez. They're both really fantastic. Yeah, we'll link to those episodes in the show notes as well. Finally, what do you wish you had known or wish you had done differently at some point in your career? Oh, that's a great question. Um, hmm. <laughs> I think uh, maybe when I, uh, as an athlete and even as a coach, I think I, I wish I had known back in the in the nineties. 1990s, you know, when I was doing more of my coaching, I wish I had understood a little bit more about the value of high quality fats and protein 
in the fuel substrate mix. I was, I tend to, I came sort of the full spectrum, but did a lot of the high complex carbohydrate. And I think maybe it was a little bit misleading. I, I wish I had not understood a little bit more about the, the high quality fats and proteins. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, a, a new one. M many people mention things like like recovery and, and sleep. But uh, yeah, good to get some new answers to this question. All right, this has been Rob Sleemaker of Vasa Trainer. Fi final words, where can people find you? Uh, do you have a Twitter account that you want to mention? Your website will be in the show notes, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we do have... Um, uh a presence on Facebook. It's it's just Vasa Inc. Vasa comma Inc. Inc. Uh, I think we have an Instagram account, but I'm not super savvy with that. We have a great YouTube channel. In fact, you mentioned Carlin Pipes, but uh, people can go on YouTube and just type in Vasa Trainer, and there's a we have a complete uh, swim clinic video series that Carlin Pipes helped us with, and great response i mean one of the videos has over 2.3 million views on that video and people they love it because she teaches um even though she teaches a lot of things using the swimmer as a think of it like a just a teaching tool or a prop you can inter she shows how to integrate all those lessons into the water and um i think that's something people should take advantage of, whether they ever buy one of our pieces of equipment or not. Watching her video clinic series on our um, YouTube channel can be very valuable. Yeah, and we'll link to that as well in the show notes, of course. All right, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Rob. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much, Michael, for having me. All right, so that's a wrap for another interview. And I have to say that I'm pretty tempted by the Vasa Trainer and the swimmer particularly myself. I really think that it can be a great way to, to add some high quality training, both from a fitness and a technical point of view. And uh, I got to thank Rob again. He was a great guest and also a very nice guy. And we talked for a long time after the interview. And among other things, we talked about how I can get to try one of these because uh, I really want to do that. And uh, yeah, we're, we're working on that. And uh, thank you, Rob, for all your pieces of advice and, and everything that, that we talked about afterwards. In other news here towards the end of the episode, I want to give a big, big shout out to Nuno Placeres, who was our guest on episode 25, talking about aerodynamics for cycling from a very, very uh, scientific and, um, and also, well, data-driven, I should say, data-driven point of view. And uh, he recently raced Challenge Roth which is an iron distance race, if you don't know that, in Germany, one of the biggest ones around. And he had a goal of going sub-10. He ended up going 10.40, but he was uh, 37th, I believe, out of 390 in his age group. He is 51, so uh, Nuno is definitely a fantastic athlete, and he would have probably gone pretty easily sub 10 had it not been for the fact that he missed most of the last two months of run training due to an Achilles tendon injury and even the month before the race that started to affect his bike training and reduce that a lot so 
he went into the race with a massive handicap but still performed extremely well with those uh those circumstances and uh, i was email emailing with nuno back and forth since uh, as i mentioned i am moving to to lisbon which is uh, where nuno lives as well and uh, thank you for all the help with with that to nuno but we talked about challenger off as well and uh, nuno has a race report that i will link to and i'll just briefly list bullet point style these main points that uh, that Nuno mentioned that he had been using for this race so that you can take that as a case study and some inspiration for what uh, what, what is one way to go about uh, bringing out a really really good performance because make no mistake this was a great performance by Nuno and had it not been for that injury uh, he would have been way 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 up close to the podium of his age group which at Roth is really massive so the first was uh, his approach to long rides has become to always push hard or even very hard in the last third or quarter of the workout. So he's uh, talking zone three all the way up to zone five after three hours of riding. And this gives him uh, both a mental boost and also a physiological boost uh, in terms of uh, that it's a hell of a lot of stress so if you can adapt to that stress then that's way to go the second point is he went on a low carb uh, diet from 10 to 21 days uh, prior to to an event i don't think that he actually mentioned or i don't remember how far ahead of rough he went on that but he did anyway and uh, although during some high intensity training or long rides he does fuel with some carbs this allowed him to drop 2% of body fat in those last few weeks. And uh, he also speculates that it might allow for increased uh, fat metabolism. I want to be careful here because um, uh, this is a pretty short period of time. So I don't remember off the top of my head what uh, current re- research studies say about that. But he did feel really good and uh, in, in the race. So that just goes to show that uh, whatever works, you know... Uh, Everybody is an N equals one experiment. And also Nuno said specifically that he's not doing it to to chop up on glycogen stores, which is the old carb depletion nutrition taper model, which has gone out of fashion uh, for good reason. It has been shown that it's uh, not really that much more efficient if your goal is to, to just really maximize your glycogen stores. And uh, Nuno is well aware of that, and that is not the reason. It was the body composition and uh, potentially fat metabolism. But then he did fuel in the race with 90 grams of carbs per hour on the bike, which is at the very high end. But if you can sustain that, uh, it is recommended because you're always going to be burning more more energy than you can absorb anyway. So trying to stay at the high end is definitely great. And Nuno did that to great effect. He also started doing daily dry sauna sessions of 20 minutes from 10 days out of the race and heat adaptation briefly mentioned on episode 38 with chad timmerman from trainer road and uh finally a lot of nuno's training this is not specific to roth but i wanted to put it in there because i think it's uh, very very interesting uh a lot of nuno's training is his quality training is zone six or even zone seven so we're talking super hard but very short anaerobic or even neuromuscular power intervals with long, relatively long recovery. So that these can be like 30 second max intervals or 10 second max intervals if it's a neuromuscular power interval. So uh, yeah, just to give you some perspective and uh, 
and a very polar, polarized approach to, to training. All right, I'm running very long with this interview once again. I hope that you don't mind. Uh, I think that this will be useful as a case study, but I'll link the full report of that of Nuno's race and his preparation, which is very educational in up in the show notes, which can be fi- found, of course, on thattriathlonshow.com. And you can email me on michael at scientifictriathlon.com. That's Michael with a K. Okay, or hit me up on Twitter at SciTriat. If you're not already subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button in your podcast player app so that you get the next episode on Monday. I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet, but um, I have a couple of different options. I haven't actually decided yet which one I'm going to put in there, but it's uh, going to be something very, very useful that uh, whatever one it is it's going to be something that has been requested a lot so subscribe so that you get that automatically as soon as it's released until monday keep training smart and keep loving triathlon